Okay, podcasters, I had to pop on today really quick to bless you with the word that just was resonating in my spirit all week. This was a very interesting week, a very challenging week. Um, Some areas were more disturbing than others, but overall, uh, God's been good. He's been good in any and everything that I've gone through, and he's remained faithful. Uh, Again, like I always tell you guys, our Lord and Savior has a flawless record. He's never failed us. He's always continuously showing himself strong. And I don't doubt that even now, no matter what you're going through, that God will show himself strong in the situation if you submit to the Holy Spirit and allow him to do the work that he's called to do in your life. Uh, Today's topic is actually a very uh, close topic to my heart. Um, The title is called Being Content. And it's really interesting in today's society because we often strive for different things that we desire to have, whether it's um, a better education, a better job, a bigger house, another car, uh, having a baby, just all those things that we desire to have. And it can oftentimes render us in a place of being discontent rather than being content. Now, the Apostle Paul talked about being content in all things. And today I really want to just deep dive into what that really means. What does it mean to be content in all things? Is being content being happy. You know, what is it? Today, let's just break it down so that we can take it to bare bones so that we can understand exactly what Apostle Paul was talking about in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, when he's talking about this contentment. I'm going to start right in with Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And today's title is being content. I know you have always been concerned for me, but for a while you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to get along happily whether I have much or have little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty stomach, for I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength that I need. All right. So this scripture or passage is very interesting because Paul begins to express himself in the way of being content in all things. That what that means is no matter what the situation is, whether good or bad, that you found your higher being, which is God, and you've learned how to focus on what he's called you to do. Not what you want to have, but what he's called you to do. And at the same time, I want you to know that God desires to give you the desires of your heart. However, those things need to be in in alignment with the purpose and the plan that he has for your life. If, If he doesn't have that purpose for you, you can pray for it and pray for it and pray for it. But 
you're not going to have that. And you might find yourself in a place that you're discontent. You're not happy with where you're at because you feel that you deserve something that maybe is not aligned for your particular life. So Paul has gotten himself to a place where he's saying, you know what? I've had a lot and I've had a little, but you know what? The most important thing in everything is learning how to be content, learning how to get along happily because you can see God in any and every situation. I find that to be powering and inspiring and uplifting in and of itself. Because whenever I'm going through a challenging time in my life, it could be a challenging time at work. It could be a challenging time here as a wife. It could be a challenging time as a mother. It can be a challenging time as uh, an educator. It can just be a very challenging time. And I have to learn that, you know what, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing here? And what that is, that's taking a moment to take a breath, sit back and ask God, what is it that you've given me to do? Because a lot of the times we focus on what we think we should have. We focus on what we want to have instead of focusing on what God has called you to do. Paul focused on what he was supposed to do, not what he felt he should have. And I feel that 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 one piece is something that should anchor you throughout the week. I want you to focus on what you should do and not what you think you should have. See, Paul had his priorities straight and he was grateful for everything God had given him. Paul had detected that in and of itself, he had to learn how to keep his eye on God. And and it can become challenging. I mean, I'm going to be the first to admit being content in a situation that you feel that you were wronged or justice wasn't served and you become discontent. But you have to understand that if you truly believe that God is in control, he has everything under control. There's nothing that's happening that he's not aware of in your life. There's nothing that will happen and that can happen that's going to escape his eye because he never sleeps or slumbers. Not only that, we know from the word of God, Solomon told us in Ecclesiastics that there's nothing new under the sun. The book of Ecclesiastics is very clear to give us instructions on our lives and, and teaches us not to live a life that's in vain, not to live a life that would separate you from God. Solomon explains like just beautifully how there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that you're trying to achieve that has not already been achieved. There's nothing uh, happening to you that that has not happened to someone else. God is aware of it and he is already working it out for your good if you just trust him. See, I believe that Paul had detached himself from the non-essentials that we so easily focus on. Often the desires for more or even to have possessions becomes this, I feel like a rat race. You know, you get one degree, then you want another degree. You have uh, one house, you get another house. It just becomes this rat race of wanting things. And the question you have to ask yourself, Are those things that you're desiring bringing you any closer to God? Now, it's different if you're aspiring to have something because you're trying to bless others. And that blessing is within the will of God. That's something totally different. I'm saying 
the things that you're striving for that are really distracting you from what he's called you to do. He may have called you to be volunteering at a nursing home, to be volunteering at, at a cancer awareness uh, brief, and you find yourself trying to strive for something completely different in a completely different path. And now before you know it, you've separated yourself and you're running a whole different race and one that he didn't design for you to run. We have to find con how, how to be content in any and in everything. And the, the question then becomes, he tells us that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. That's what the word of God says. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Um, but I would challenge you on today to venture out and get into your word to understand when we say we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Those are the things that God has laid out in your path for you to do. So if you find yourself weary and find yourself tired and all these different things, could it be, could it possibly be that maybe what you're striving for is not what God really wants for you? It's just something that you want. That's why we have to seek him first when we decide to get this wild hair to do something new. We have to go to him and say, Lord, is this what you would have for me to do? I want to go back to school. Is this the right timing? Is this purpose in your plan for me? Just because it's something you want may not be good for you. And he knows everything. He's going to work it together to bless you. Give him an opportunity to vote in your life. Give him an opportunity to say yay or nay in your life. And when he gives you a yes or a no or a no, not now, that you're in a place that you can be humble enough to receive it and understand God's point of view. His point of view is from the highest point on the mountaintop. He can see what's coming your way before you can even see it. He knows your thoughts before you even pray them. He, he's the beginning and the end, which means he, he already knows what the end is going to be. He already knows what's on the other side of through. He already knows the troubles, the trials, everything that's laid out in your path. So wouldn't it behoove you to go to him, to ask him his opinion, to ask him his thoughts, to ask him to guide your footsteps through a difficult situation? I don't know about you, but I've learned through trial and error, and I don't want that for you. I don't, I don't want you to have to learn through trial and error. I want you to hear the word of God and not just listen to it, but to do the word of God. I want you to, to, to begin to, to have the Holy Spirit teach you, invite him into your life by submitting and saying, you know what, Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, Show me how to be content in this difficult situation. Maybe you're on a job that you're not happy with. Maybe they're, they're uh, not giving you the promotion that you feel that you deserve. But ask the Lord to show you how to be content in it, how to see him in it. Because I've learned over time that when I'm able to see God in it and understand that he's all powerful and all knowing and that he's in control of everything, it relinquishes me. Actually, it sends uh, a cup of cool water down my throat. It lets me understand that, you know what? I'm not in this fight alone. God has my back. He's taking care of me. He's not going to let anybody harm me. He's not going to let anything come against me that would shatter me. 
he, he has a plan for my life. And if he does have something lined up that I do not understand that causes bumps and bruises along the way, he's going to bless me in it. He's going to show me how to thrive in it. I believe that you can grow wherever you're planted. You can be in a difficult situation and still grow. You can be in a challenging relationship and still grow. You can be somewhere where everybody else is not growing, but God puts favor upon your life so you can grow. Why do I say that? I say that because two podcasts ago, I taught on the city of Goshen and it's the city of Goshen is so important for you to understand even today that when everything is coming around you like a flood, the Lord will lift the standard up against him. He will come in and he will intervene on your behalf. He said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. That means you don't have to go in. You don't have to plead your case. You don't have to explain to everybody why you did what you did. If it, if it was done in love and done with pure motives, like I taught three podcasts ago, if you're doing it in pure motives, then you don't have anything to worry about. Your slate is clean. You can trust that God's going to work it out for your good and that you can find favor in this season. That's another thing that I want to release on today. I decree and declare that you will find favor in the king's heart on today. I decree and declare that you will be broken free from the vicious cycles of unproductivity. I decree and declare that you will begin to walk upright and you won't be tossed to and fro like a ship without a sail. I decree and declare that you will be grounded and you will be abounding, unmovable, unshakable, and standing in the power of God. I decree and declare that you will know whose you are and who you are in this season. You are a remnant. You are cut from the bond of a blessed royal priesthood. I decree and declare that you will stand in the storms of life. I decree and declare that you will not fall down by the wayside, but that you will begin to rise to the occasion. I would release right now that you will begin to stand stronger. And when you've done all that you can do, I decree and declare that you will stand and you will stand again. I decree and declare that you will turn your face like a flint and you will keep your focus on the prize, which is God. You will begin to drink from a cup of living water so that you will not thirst anymore. You won't continue to run after the things of life that, that so easily besets you. I decree and declare that you will just continue to walk through the small door and not the wide gate. See, God has a plan for your life, but you have to trust him. You have to submit to him. You have to be content in the fact of knowing that he's God. I decree and declare that you'll be content in the fact of knowing that God is high and lifted up in your life, that he's going to carry you even now. See, I trust him on today. I trust him for those that can't even trust for themselves. I decree and declare that we will begin as Christian believers to come alongside our brothers and sisters who might be feeling lowly in their spirit and be able to uplift them and hold them accountable to what it is that God has called them to do in love. I say that again in love because some people have a way of saying things, but it's not in love. And if it's not in love and it's not in faith, hope and building up, then that's a whole nother spirit. See, God wasn't in the business of tearing us down. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to set the world free. He came to save the world. It says that he came to the world to save it. He didn't come to the world to condemn it. It says he gave his only begotten son so that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. He desires to do above all you could ever think or imagine. See, yo, yo, small fantasy or your wildest fantasy. God wants to do more 
more than that in your life on today. I decree and declare that today will be a great day for you. I decree and declare that this week will be a bountiful week for you, that it will spring up like it did in Israel, a fresh spring of water, that it will begin to feed you in a dry place. I thank God for you on today, that you are learning and you are growing in the word of God and that you will learn and be content like what Paul told us to do. Paul was content in all things. So you have to understand brother Paul and what brother Paul went through. Brother Paul was shipwrecked multiple times. Brother Paul was beaten and imprisoned. Brother Paul fell off on the road to Damascus. You see, this is the awesome thing. Let me tell you about Paul because I want to bless you on today. I want to bless every listener on today to know that no situation is impossible for God. And this is why Paul was content. Paul knew his history. His history was killing Christians when he was saw before he was converted on the road to Damascus, fell off the donkey. He was blinded. And then his eyes is open to the marvelous light and he becomes Paul. See, there there's this this place that Paul was that he's no longer there anymore. But he didn't forget his past. He understand all that God had done for him. See, I want you to quit allowing people to take your past and throw it in your face. You know what? Your past is your testimony. You, I know you call your past a mess, but that is a testimony to bless someone else. I don't want you to forget what God has done for you. I want you to tell the world that he brought you out. I want you to be like the woman at the well. See, when she came into contact with Jesus Christ at the well and he offered her a cup of living water so she don't have to continue to go to this well and, and try to pump more water. He gave her something that caused her to thirst no more. See, God allowed these things to happen to you. He's well aware of your path. He's well aware of your past and he still wants to bless you. He's, you know, he wants to send you a blessing that will overtake you, that will overshadow you, that you will have no room to receive it. See, even the worst situation is being worked out for your good. What you deem was for bad was really for your good. I know that I'm right because Joseph said it. Joseph was enslaved. Joseph, and this is Joseph we're talking about in the Bible. Joseph's in the Bible. He's thrown into slavery by his brothers thrown in a pit. They pick him up. He finds himself imprisoned in, in slavery. So how does that happen? How does, how does he get up with his brothers? They go out for a regular day. He's unaware that his whole entire circumstances are getting ready to change at uh, 0.9 seconds. He's out here minding his business, hanging with his brothers. And sure enough, he finds himself uh, in a prison, enslaved. I'm sure he didn't wake up and desire to have that. What happened to him was a God moment, a God moment. And when he came back in contact with his brothers year later after being in prison, and, and that's an awesome story in and of itself, because even in his time of imprisonment, God still had favor on his life. He's in the prison and he starts to run the prison. He's in the prison, still being gifted, highly favored and giving people revelation on dreams that they had. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. You can be in a situation, but it's how you view the situation. See, he could have been in a situation and just counted himself out. He could have been in a situation and said, you know what? Forget it. This is what it is for me. You know, and, and got a lowly spirit. He could have got with somebody in the prison that was negative. You know how we do when we're going through a difficult situation. We begin to pair with somebody negative. Some of us even begin to gossip. I'm not saying that that's all my podcasters, but I'm saying that some of you guys can attest to the fact that 
when you become negative, you get with somebody else that's negative. And then before you know it, y'all two negative Nancy's talking about something. On today, I come against that spirit of being negative. I'm declaring positivity in your life on today. I'm declaring the fruits of the spirit in your life on today that you would love, that you would be kind, that you would be patient, that you would be long suffering. All those things that are Christ like. See, if we know that we're walking upright in God, then we should resemble him. He, We were made in his image. We weren't made to be defiled and to walk around here defeated. You are a conqueror. You are an overcomer in Christ. God has a plan for your life and it's going to come to fruition. You know why I know it's going to come to fruition? And I'm not just saying that. I know it's going to come to fruition because I'm praying for you. It's going to come to fruition because God has never failed. It's going to come to fruition because you're listening right now to this podcast and God is blessing you. He's touching you. He's turning your situation around right now. He's making cricket roads straight on your behalf. He's allowing you to find favor in the king's heart. Everything that you was worried about, you should cast your cares on the Lord. It's said to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. You know what that means? That means no matter how hard the trial is, no matter how difficult the situation is, God's going to allow me to come out on this thing on top. He's going to allow me to be the head and not the tail. You know what? He said the heaven is his home and earth is his footstool. God has this thing all in control. He loves you. He loves me. He just wants us to submit to the things of God, to set uh, be set apart and holy and consecrated. See, he has a plan for you. And I trust it on today. I told you I'm super excited on today. I was so excited and overjoyed to come on this podcast to bless you, to tell you that you are close. You are close to what God has for you. I want you to stay in the fight. I don't want you to throw in the towel. This isn't the time to throw in the towel. You are contending for the faith. What does that mean to contend for the faith? To contend for the faith is like a weight contender. He has to fight through all these different people to get on the top. In order for you to be the heavyweight of the world, you had to fight a couple people, right? So that's how I want you to begin to tackle your week and to tackle this month and to tackle this year and to tackle the next year. Over and over again, you just trust and you are contending for the faith. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's Hebrews 11 and 1. See, I want you to have that kind of faith, the kind of faith that moves mountains. All you have to do is have the faith of a mustard seed and God's going to move. See, the woman that touched his garments, who the, who had the issue of blood, she had faith. She was faith in the fact of knowing that, you know what? I know your track record. Everybody told me that you're a healer. So I'm going to touch you so I can get my healing too. I decree and, to, and declare that you'll begin to tap into God for yourself. That when you get off this podcast today, you are going to be so excited. You are going to be so overjoyed. You are going to be on fire for Christ. You're going to begin to move like you've never moved before. You're getting ready to have feet like hind deer's feet where you're going to jump over obstacles in your life. You're not going to be held bondage to credit, held bondage to bills, held bondage to people. Uh, you are going to turn it over to God. You're going to give it to him and you're going to say, Lord, I'm going to just trust you and I'm going to walk this out with you. You're going to do what the Holy Spirit has decreed and declared on today in your life. You're going to begin to move like you've never moved before. I see you even now. I see the train chains breaking free off of you. I see you running and doing what God has told you to do in this hour. I don't want you to be sidetracked with social media, 
sidetrack with people's opinion, sidetrack with what your cousin told you was going to do or what they said that your father or your mother did. That is not you. You are a royal priesthood. God has called you to a higher place in him. You will set the captives free. I call to the Esthers on today. I decree and declare that the Esthers will begin to come to flight, that they'll begin to take their place, their rightful place in the kingdom, that they'll begin to stand up for the people and begin to set them free. See, God has called you to a higher place on today. And I'm here to decree and declare that you get there and that you get there to meet destiny on time. When purpose and destiny intersects, you will be there. You will be there and you will be in position to be blessed by God. I'm excited on today. I tell you, I came to tell you that God loves you. I came to tell you that you are going to be okay, that you are not going to give up. You are not throwing in the towel. I come against the spirit of defeatfulness that you're going to throw in the towel, that you're going to give up. You're not going to give up. You're going to continue to walk this thing out. See, the enemy's upset with you. He's upset because he knows that you're coming into the full knowledge of who God is. And he's going to have to bless you back. He's going to have to give you back what he stole from you. Because we're going in the camp. The decree and declare that we're going in the, the camp right now. And we're taking our stuff back. We're taking it back in the spirit. And we're taking it back through our praise and our worship in spirit and in truth to the one true and living God, a sovereign God, a God that's majesty, a God that's omnipotent, omnipresent, present and omnipotent, a God that's all knowing, all powerful. We just thank him on today for what he's going to do in your life and what he's already doing. And if he stopped right now, he's already done enough. He's already done enough. Look where you at. When you would have been gone, you are still walking on today. As long as you can get up and you can breathe, God is still remaining supreme. He's still carrying you. He still has a plan for your life. And it's not to harm you or to hurt you, but to give you a hope in the future. Lord, we thank you on today. I decree and declare that every listener under the sound of my voice will find in themselves through the Holy Spirit to be content in all things, to be content in their highs, content in their lows, content when they have a lot, content when they have a little. They're content in the fact of knowing that God will supply all of their needs according to his riches and to his glory. My God, your God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and his glory. And you say, okay, what is his riches and his glory? Everything belongs to him. It was made for him and by him. So it all belongs to him. He said that the, the wicked store up for the righteous. So if you continue to walk this thing out, God has a blessing on, on the horizon for you in this season. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, God. And I ask that you be with every podcaster that's listening on today. Just touch them right now, God. Meet them where they stand in need of, God. Allow them to allow this good news to begin to resonate in their spirit and that they will begin to walk in the power and the knowing of the one true and living God. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And I am out. Lord, I praise you. I love you guys. And until the next podcast, I tell you to stand and stand firm in what you know to be right, which is the word of God, because that's what's going to carry you in any and everything. And I bless you again. Focus on being content this week, content in all things.